The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. Welcome back to Soulful Valley. Last week, I had an interview with Lisa Phillips, and we were talking all about the law of attraction and manifesting. I figure this is a great one to have a little talk about today, because I know when people are inboxing me questions, it's usually that they're confused about manifesting and the law of attraction. So... (sighs) Because we've got it built in us to to keep doing things all the time, people end up creating this huge to-do list around all of the tools that you can use for the law of attraction, which kind of defeats the object. And the very fact that you're asking for more tools and what you can use shows that you're still desperate for whatever it is that you're wanting to arrive. Immediately you're blocking yourself just by looking for it. We've got evidence of the law of attraction working in our lives all the time anyway. We don't actually have to do anything to create something. We just have a thought. So I've known that things have appeared literally from a thought for me. Somebody was interested in my reflexology service and I quoted the very minimum that I could charge and she couldn't afford it. And the thought that popped into my head was, wouldn't it be nice if I could set up a charity? And literally a few weeks later, a friend of mine was setting up her own project, asked me to be a trustee, and then said, Katie, why don't you do that with your holistic therapies? And that's where Stages was born. But it was from a a simple thought that happened. And then it turned out that this friend could help me to get that started because her partner had experience in fundraising and applying for bids so uh, that all began from that thought then I've had things in the past over my you couldn't explain them logically they were just so crazy and even to the point where my kids just thought that I was a witch the way that things used to happen things used to happen to people sometimes if I was angry if something someone had upset me and I was angry the next thing you'd hear was that something had happened to them and I just I think I just sat there thinking that I was a witch for years (laughs) But I, no, I never had to. I never actually wished anything bad on these people. This was a, a response to my emotions, which is what the law of attraction is. And recently, I've discovered something called human design and found out that uh, I am an emotional generator, which means that I do generate things from my emotions wherever they are. And And I've heard that it's important for an emotional generator to not actually jump into a decision straight away because it 
it will depend on where they are on their emotional flow and it you can have a diff you know different emotions across 24 hours I've witnessed a lot of things uh, from coming from my emotional responses and stable in my when I was having emotion you know feeling very emotional and uh, even <laughs> even in 2000 and the end of 2016 my son was going to Scotland for New Year and a thought popped into my head and it was, oh, my parents conceived me on New Year's Eve. And a few weeks later, he called me saying that they were going to pop round for a cup of tea and I already knew what they were going to tell me and my first grandchild was due on my birthday. She actually arrived a week later, but that simple little thought, well, that thought attracted her synchronicities are everywhere i don't believe in coincidences anymore um when i was a teenager and i had the opportunity to i had so many opportunities looking at it now it's crazy i came from quite a poor family and uh i had the opportunity to travel to germany and to russia at school in school shows and my parents didn't have the money to pay for me to go to russia so uh I ended up raising the money. Well, the school helped me to raise it, but my nan put up a, a beautiful white cuddly swan that she'd bought, from, that got on a holiday abroad, and put that up for a rap. And I sang, I was only 14, and I was singing in working men's clubs, and we were going around with a hat to raise the money so that I could go, because I was playing the lead part. These sort of things that logically shouldn't have happened, because my parents didn't have the money for me to go, and they wouldn't have wanted, they didn't want me to go. I remember my mum was really upset about it. When I was younger, I was always, well, very often, in my bedroom reading books and singing songs and writing lyrics and basically I was just a dreamer. So from the age of about five I was singing to the dinner ladies in the playground and I wanted to be a pop star. <laughs> And I wanted to be, I wanted to be in the Hollywood movies and musicals and things. And I don't think, I didn't have any belief in me that that wasn't possible, especially when I went to secondary school and we had the best drama. I, I've never known a school since then that my children have been to that have had such an amazing drama department. The teachers, the drama te and music teachers were just so supportive of, of any of us with talent. And, and they really built us up to believe that we could do anything anything was possible and I'd got this uh, part in a musical that went to Russia and it just happened the BBC were at our school the year before The Little Match Girl because they were doing some play for today's there was one that our, some of our school were involved in called Three Minute Heroes and apparently they'd been trying to sell this script of The Little Match Girl as a movie for about 10 years and they hadn't managed it yet and they just happened to have this conversation with my drama teacher who asked if she could have the script if we could do that musical as a school and uh, that happened I played the part and they came to watch and a year later they remembered my performance in that uh, school show and I was asked if we would do a pilot for them to try and sell the movie again and it did sell. Uh, Roger Daltrey and Twiggy were star starred in it and uh, by the time that happened I was far too old to be the little match girl. I think I uh, I looked too much, <laughs> I looked a bit too uh, mature by then. The little match girl was supposed to be 12 by this point I was about 17 so yeah that wasn't going to happen but what they did do, what they did do, they remembered me and they offered me an audition for Anna of the Five Towns to play Agnes. I got the part of Agnes and I went on as well to get the main part in a 
Radio 4 play called Winnie Holden's Angel. I played Winnie Holden. And then from that, I had uh, roles in theatre and then the Edinburgh Festival. So all all of these things came up for me that I didn't, I didn't realise. You know, money wasn't an issue at all because I was a child and things, I don't know, things happened for me. <laughs> and it wasn't my parents that were paying for it. When, when I did the Edinburgh Festival, people that were connected to Honour of the Five Towns actually supported and paid for my accommodation to stay in London and I got a grant I did get a grant through the school to be able to go and stay in Edinburgh as well so all all of these wonderful things were supported for me and I think it was just I had this belief that I could do it that I didn't I didn't have any beliefs that I couldn't it wasn't until I became an adult that things got a bit more complicated and of course I didn't know what the law of attraction was (laughs) And my life, uh, when I started to to have to work in jobs that weren't very nice, telesales was the first one. I can't say I enjoyed that. Selling textured, coloured wall coating. (laughs) But I did go on to become a BT operator and I quite enjoyed that. I did quite enjoy that. But when I was there, some auditions came up for me and because I was at BT in three weeks training to be an operator, I couldn't take a day off to go and audition. And then I was given an ultimatum by my agent at the time who said, well, you need to make a choice now. It's either the job or the acting career. I think maybe you should go and save up and go to drama school, which I did start to do. (laughs) But a year into that job, I met my first husband. That did not happen. But what I did do was I ended up travelling all over uh, the UK and I lived in Germany twice and I had lots and lots of amazing experiences. I did go back to singing. I sang in a duo from 1999, 2000 and 2000, around 2000, 2001. I was in a duo called Wild and Wicked and then in 2007 I ended up gigging again uh, solo for a couple of years until I hung up my microphone altogether because it wasn't the same as it was performing in theatre. It was absolutely nothing like performing in theatre. <laughs> and I did often feel resentful and that um, I might as well have been a CD player in the corner sometimes, so it didn't work out the way I had planned. And the law of attraction, I, I really recognise uh, happening. I mean, the thing is... The law of attraction happens anyway, but the point is that when we're in a, a low vibration, we're attracting from that low vibration. So, you know, those bad thoughts are just as simply creating havoc in your life as a as a good thought can create something good. The, the point is to try and manage, manage to not create those things from your negative or low vibrations. And the kind of thing that uh, Lisa was talking about, the, the most important thing to focus on is that you feel good. So if you're not feeling very well, just go and take time out and have a rest and and sit with those feelings, work through them. Don't try and block them and pretend they're not there because you're still attracting from what you're pushing down underneath. And you're also creating... Uh, resistance within your body as well so it's really important self-love that's why self-love really I'm pushing that quite a lot lately for myself and everybody around me the importance of taking care of yourself of being in alignment with the things that you're doing the work the jobs that you're in the um, people that you, you spend time with the relationships if you're not in alignment with these things you're creating resistance all of the time So for me, the absolute root 
of if you need if you your life is so painful and you're suffering and you want to change it the number one thing that you can do for yourself is to look after yourself and i don't just mean have a bath and light some candles and what are you saying yes to that you don't really want to do what are you struggling to say no to who are you putting before yourself are you doing things because you want to or because you feel like you have to? Something I've discovered is the energy of resentment attracts some not very nice things into your reality. So for me, I don't, I won't do anything in resentment anymore. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. <laughs> That's it. If I, if I feel that I'm, you know, if I've arranged something and I don't feel well enough to do it, then it is just as simply unarranged or rearranged because I matter. And I've already ran myself into the ground. You know, the reason that I'm disabled in the first place is because I was trying to do so much and chase all of the time. So I was, at one point, I was working in my day job at the hospital. I was studying degree. I was studying uh, diplomas and holistic therapies. I had teenagers in the house. I had a husband who was a struggling addict with mental health problems and I was running a charity and an eBay store. Now, I don't even know how it's possible for someone to do all of those things now. How on earth I managed all of that? I don't, I don't know how I manage what I do under, under the circumstances I am under, but I do everything like in small steps these days. I don't push myself with anything. I go and sleep if I have to. I have a break. I lie down. I'll just work for, you know, do something for a few minutes and then take a break again because I won't push myself and make myself more ill. Anyway, I think you've heard quite enough of my uh, thoughts. <laughs> so I'll love and leave you with that one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I hope that you've heard something today that makes your life a little lighter. Our aim is to share love, light and wisdom and to raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think they would benefit from listening to it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.